folks, welcome back to Surprise Mechanics, the only podcast about video games. I'm your co-host, Roman Butel, and joining me, as always, is Michaela Jones. Greetings, gamer, I see you. Greetings, gamer, I see you. I still always want to say Michaela Bones and Roman Butel. I just always have spooky mechanics on the brain. Because we know that spooky season is the best time of year, and why isn't it the entire year? Let's be honest. Well, spooky's a state of mind, and I live in a constant state of fear, so... <laughs> In some ways, I love my life. Yeah, and, and in that way, it is always the spooky season for you. And uh, that's right. I think I think to really accomplish the the goal that many people have of a year round Halloween season, that's how you have to do it, right there. Roman has the mm-hmm. answer for you. Just gotta be scared of everything, but you also have to not let it bother you. That's the trick, you know. It's like I'm scared, and that's fine. It hasn't killed me yet. Personally, I'm afraid of change. Terrified, even <laughs> you. <laughs> oh man that sucks <laughs> oh that's <is> rough <laughs> a bit of an unconventional episode today uh because i understand you want to talk about our good friend todd howard a little bit <laughs> and i got something we can discuss in the back half uh but before that i think we should just take a quick victory lap because on our very last episode we said Vampire Survivors is very good and would be fun on mobile, and it's out on mobile for free. How incredible is that? Like, they could easily have charged the same amount of money that they do for it on PC, which is, like, literally only five bucks. Like, they could have charged five bucks for it on iOS and Android, and I would have seriously considered it. They put it on there for free. Granted, it has some advertising built into it. Yes. So it's it's generating some income for the creators, which I don't think of as a bad thing. I definitely no. dislike ads on principle, but I feel a little bit of comfort knowing that it's not like Activision is pulling in billions right. in ad revenue. It's like a small indie creator. I can I can appreciate that. Right. I dislike advertisements and the people that make them, especially when they're on television. But I don't fault the <laughs> people who you know made this game for getting paid and i think the ad implementation is pretty mild and that's mostly just when you die if you want to come back and continue your run a little bit you can watch an ad or you can watch an ad to get some extra money neither of which are really necessary and i don't plan to do either i'm gonna be a purist about it i think if you die (laughs) if you want if you want to continue your run right on but i'm sorry to say it does not count it's not your pr i I would say it is probably a really good uh, thing for if you're out and about or if you're at work and you need a oh, break totally. um, you you play a little bit of vampire survivors and you die rather than sitting through an ad um, apologies to the creators because that's a little bit of revenue that we're taking away from you by introducing this awesome method is uh, quitting and putting it away for a little bit and coming back to it later I, right. I feel like I'm definitely the kind of person that if left unchecked, I can spend 12 hours in a single sitting playing a video game that really has uh, like interested me and captured my attention. And uh, that's that's also to say without like eating or remembering that I have to use the restroom. I just totally forget about everything else. And I'm completely immersed in this game. Diaper up. I, yeah. Yeah. That's Di- uh, diaper up. <laughs> Based. Let's go. Touch my knuckles. There it is. Knuckles. You could not. Uh, <laughs> so like knowing that that knowing that i can do that i can i can just kind of sit down and focus on a game for far too long um is uh something i think that's good for this version of vampire survivors because i can sit down play die and then move on and not have to worry about okay it's been 10 hours do i need to eat do i need to sleep what, what what's going on um i can play it in really short bursts and it's enjoyable in that mode and i think having an advertisement there is kind of encouraging to like take a break and come back a little bit later and uh honestly for for that i think it keeps the game kind of fresh. The the too long didn't listen of this segment is download Vampire Survivors onto your phone for free right now and buy it on Steam. I hope it comes to Switch and I hope they had my best friend Mario. That'd be incredible. What if you played as Mario and the weapon was throwing throwing Cappy? Oh, that'd be awesome. Or just throwing fire, 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 uh, uh, fireballs. fireballs. Yeah. Yeah. That would be sweet. Yeah. I'm starting to think of vamp- vampire vampire survivor crossovers. I remember, I mean, I wanted to say it hasn't been a long time, but I guess the last Bomberman game did this where like 
every console. It had like the Soul Calibur thing, you know, where every console had a, a character. Mm-hmm. So like if you got Bomberman on PlayStation, I believe it was Ratchet. Oh, that's neat. And then, uh, yeah. And then Nintendo, I actually don't think at the time had, uh, they didn't have an exclusive character, but uh, uh, Xbox got Master Chief. And then they eventually added like a bunch of Castlevania characters because it's Konami and they probably added Solid Snake, but they should do that with <laughs> Vampire Survivors. Do you remember when uh, Soul Calibur had Yoda and Darth Vader? Yes. Yes, I do. And because I didn't have either because I, I got that one, but I got it on GameCube and it came with Link. Oh, that's. Or wait, that might be a different one because the I Link one was Soul Calibur 2. Oh, it was great because you could use the Megaton hammer. Oh, sick. Yeah, it was awesome. And and so I remember that one had Link and then Spawn was on Xbox. And I forget who was on the PlayStation. <laughs> Spawn's cool. This is, yeah. you know, back in this is back in the yeah, early 2000s, yeah. you know. I mean, it's just saying that Spawn was there kind of dates it, I think, to oh, early right. 2000s for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I I think that the ultimate version of that is definitely Link, you know, you, you go in the Soul Calibur where we are like, "Yeah." Yep. Enjoy enjoy the uh the clipping on that. That's fun. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Why don't you talk about Todd Howard for a little bit? Okay. Well, I mean, I don't want to talk about Todd Howard that much, honestly. I, the, really, I've just been playing Fallout 4 and, uh, by, by, by Bethesda Game Studios mm, with, say it, creative director Todd Howard. Yeah. And uh, it's been an enjoyable experience so far. Um, and, and I think I owe that a lot to the community that so loves this franchise and uh, uh, the games that come with it because they have modded it like crazy. And uh, that's exactly what I did. What mods are you rolling with? I am rolling with in a variety of mods. Let me pull up the list here. Um, and, and specifically for Fallout 4, it has its usual run of mods that make textures and lighting and things look pretty i have a nice chunk of those uh as well as one that turns the commonwealth into a forest wasteland oh that's cool which i very much enjoy because when i first left sanctuary it was just lush with plant life and i think that it gave the game this dynamic that i've never seen in a fallout game and it, it was like comparable to areas of Skyrim or uh, Oblivion where you have just like a wonderful forest to walk through and explore. It, it's an excellent mod that I'd highly recommend. And that uh, good. Of, of course, other areas of the game are still like just as radiation charred as they were before. But uh, having just more lush green greenery in general is is really nice. Um, For sure. There's a few mods in here, like I have one that I kind of like called Ambient Wasteland. And that is just a audio and sound effects thing where some person who is very sound minded um, improved the like sound immersion of the game. And it's it's kind of uh, it's kind of a subtle thing, but it it really does a lot because uh, you, you just kind of walking around the Commonwealth and you hear gunshots in the distance or animals or trees rush rustling in the wind it's it's pretty pretty stellar it really does go to show that there's um a lot to be contributed in a modding community and even something that seems kind of unorthodox for a mod for a video game can be really interesting and improve the experience of the game uh in a fascinating way i saw it's funny that you're playing this now because i believe it's coming next year a free next gen upgrade to fallout oh. so i thought i might revisit fallout 4 in 2023 yeah? oh that's great and uh do endless quests for preston garvey at 60 frames per second well if you happen to be able to mod the game uh, there's there's <laughs> there's one that uh <laughs> There's one that turns off Preston Garvey's uh, incessant demands, and I actually have that one installed in my playthrough currently where... It just takes his mouth away like in The Matrix and he's just screaming. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what happens. <laughs> uh, no, I um, I, I, I played this game on the PlayStation 4 for when, when it released several years ago, and I invested fairly heavily into the settlement system. Like I tried building Sanctuary into a nice little village. 
and I did like a, a couple of those uh, settlement quests from Preston before I realized that they were just the same thing. Right. It's not going to end. <laughs> right. And uh, and the fact that like you can't even talk to Preston to like check off this settlement quest from your list before he gives you another on top of it is incredibly frustrating. So like I had to put a stop to that because I kind of want to get to a place where my quest log is empty when the credits roll. And, sure. uh, and this is also going to be my first time playing with the DLC because I got the game of the year edition and, uh, I I'm stoked for that as well. Cause I never played it before. Nice. Um, I have not either chance got really into the, the town builder DLC. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Um, actually I think he said once that, uh, that was his inspiration for, Learning how to use Blender and do 3D yes. modeling, which has been a huge boon for him. Hey, Chance, have you played Cult of the Lamb? He'll text me when he listens to this. Great. Cool. I, I, I do think it's kind of silly how all the Bethesda Fallout RPGs and it really kind of seems like the RPGs almost in general. I think Elder Scrolls doesn't suffer this problem nearly as much, but Fallout from Bethesda always seems to pigeonhole the player in a role playing game which is kind of strange mm -hmm. because I did install the mod, which lets you start the game differently. Oh, However, cool. I didn't use it this time around because I was kind of curious to see if I would really give any sort of care about like the main quest. In case anyone hasn't played Fallout 4, how it starts is you Fallout 4 more than I think any other Fallout game has like a pretty linear like like character that they create for you. And yes. that is you're you you were put into a vault and frozen with your spouse and child and your your son is uh, kidnapped and then you go and try to find him. And and your spouse is also killed in that uh, yes. kidnapping. So like what can you do to what can you do to change that? Like what what are the other options the mod allows? I don't recall entirely off the top of my head, and that's why I think I'd be interested in maybe just starting the game fresh once I beat it to see what those mm -hmm. options are. Um, because I, I do believe it gives you a number of different options for like personal background and uh, uh, cool. allows you to role play a fresh character that, one, isn't already married in a cishet a relationship so you can just kind of like create your character as a blank slate for whatever you want and then also uh you don't have a child that you're searching for so the main quest is kind of moot um but yeah <laughs> honestly i i, I kind of get confused why bethesda keeps making i i feel like four and three have this weird um position where they're like your your main character for the game is kind of stuck in this linear path in fallout 3 it was ser searching for your dad and the whole yeah like, right growing up in the vault thing that you could not skip unless you used a mod uh essentially the same like the equivalent mod for fallout 4 and yeah. fallout 4 I never has thought about its, that. you're right it, it's like straightforward linearness that doesn't really or linearity that doesn't really fit the rpg mold that much um so that's probably the biggest thing that the game has going against it is that yeah aside from all of like the little nitpicks that you can have for a fallout game and for bethesda rpgs because they all seem to have the same problems sure yeah um, i think that's probably the biggest thing because uh, I, I feel like skyrim and oblivion don't necessarily have that problem with those games you are just a anybody that you can create for your role-playing experience except you happen to also be the dragonborn or um I, I forget what oblivion's like special character thing is you're just in the prison cell where they're like we need to go through here to escape so why don't you come <laughs> with us um those games are a lot more open-ended with how your character turns out than fallout 3 and fallout 4 yeah, I will say I do like Fallout 4. I, I totally agree with everything you're saying. And and that has, you know, that's a conversation that has been like, well, I think uh, had online. And I don't necessarily disagree with it, especially now that I've played other Fallout games, namely New Vegas, uh, which is I, I could see why that's the gold standard. Uh, but I, I like Fallout 4. It is just it is much more of a as far as RPGs go, it's it's kind of linear. 
Yeah, I, I think that Bethesda definitely did make a shift with taking some of the RPG elements and um, simplifying them. And, and that seems to be a similar thing to what they did with Skyrim from Oblivion. Um, so I'm kind of curious what the next generation of Bethesda game does with its uh, approach to design. Um, however, I do have to say that like the gameplay is really fun. I do enjoy, yeah. um, again, I'm also playing with mods that change some things. So, uh, it would be kind of different from the vanilla experience, but, uh, um, this one feels like a solid shooter and also just a game where I can like sometimes smooth talk my way past a, a conflict. And, um, I've been enjoying that a lot. So I kind of built myself as a like gunslinging secret agent lady. Essentially, my inspiration for my character is uh, uh, Charlize Theron from Atomic Blonde. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And uh, that's kind of what I'm going with here. And uh, it, it's the first time I've heard like focused pistols in a, Beth in a Fallout game as well. And it's been really cool. I, I gotta say that my second playthrough of Fallout 4 was definitely more enjoyable than my first. I think the, <laughs> the fact that I've been able to like sit on the game for a few years, add mods to the mix, and um, kind of play it in a whole different way has, has helped with that. Oh, one of the most important mods I installed removes the undiscovered location markers and enemy markers from your compass. So you know how oh, you nice. walk you know you walk around in the world and you see like oh there's a location in this direction that you haven't discovered yet but it's like hollow. Well, I have ADHD. I yeah, I love that we've talked about this is a well-documented thing that pisses you off. <laughs> yes, yeah. I, I have ADHD, so I'm gonna like go and explore that area because it popped up on my compass, and then I'm gonna see another one. Amazing. Be like, ah, fuck, I gotta go get that one now too. Right. And uh and by the time that I actually get to the main quest, I have cleared out like the entire map of optional places to explore, and I am end game level. And um <laughs> this mod, I it was a, a similar thing with New Vegas. I think it was just a menu option to turn off that part of the compass and i did it and i absolutely loved it uh it changed the way that i played the game and uh, i could like focus on the story and eventually side quests took me to every other location that i really did want to visit same thing with fallout 4 are you excited for starfield honestly after as much as i praised fallout 4 no <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, hearing like I forget how many it's like how many you're supposed to be able to go to like an absurd amount of planets and it just makes me want to vomit. I, I yeah. don't know about that one. I I get that sense as well because I think deep down we all know that each one of those planets, except for maybe I'm going to guess and say four are going to be <laughs> automatically randomly generated. Sure. And it will it, it kind of feels like Starfield is very late response to No Man's Sky in a way. Right, um, which has only continued to get better. Right. <laughs> like No Man's Sky is not the same game it was at launch for the better. So now they're 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 responding to it. But I mean, I, it'll do well because like, yes, as the games always do. And it might even be good. You know, I might I would happily eat my words if it was a good game. Th that is a thing that I'd accept. I, I would be uh, I think I would be more surprised if it turned out to be good than bad. Yeah. Um, or not even bad, but just classically Bethesda. Right. And, right. And so um, I I think the thing I'm, I'd be least excited for is the sheer amount of planets you can visit in that way, because it just kind of, again, like the the automatically randomly generated stuff is eh, compared to the stuff that's handcrafted, I think. And sure. um, I also feel a little bit uneasy about the character animations. It was from yeah. like, it was, it was a trailer. Understandably so it was a trailer. They're still working on the game. Maybe it won't be like that. Could be no, early. I don't like it when the, I don't want the NPC to look right into the camera. Those are soulless <laughs> eyes. They have no business looking at me. Yeah, right and and they really look like mannequins that can speak it's kind of really yeah. unsettling so i i was like it, it graphically like f the graphics fidelity is great it looks like a, a current generation game and with that it oh, sure. looks uh like 
motion-wise, characters kind of look exactly like they did in Oblivion or Skyrim. Yeah, they gotta they gotta get off that engine. They they just like they move in such blocky and clunky ways, and I I, I agree with you one hundred percent. They gotta get off that engine, and I I kind of wonder like what's going on. A lot of big studios uh, seem to not have an issue with those things with animation and all that. I I feel like it's probably the it could just be the engine right that's what i want to hope right now because i don't want to be like oh yeah i'm wondering why this isn't as good as it could be and i'm like some poor like 3d animator is like i'm trying my best right yeah <laughs> well i want to uh, to talk just briefly on your point about like random generation i've been thinking a lot about procedural generation because i recently played cult of the lamb and yes. cult of the lamb is like a it's half town builder half roguelike dungeon crawler and the dungeons are procedurally generated and i've just been thinking more about that because i saw some i saw some discourse capital d discourse on the internet where people are kind of getting sick of procedural generation and i don't know if i agree because i feel like i don't i don't play every single roguelike that comes out you know so i'm not as sick of it as a lot of people but it did have me thinking like what does procedural generation add to a game Whereas like, you know, some games, it feels like it makes sense. Other games, it just feels like, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to make any assumptions or assume why it would be put in as opposed to like curated dungeons that are handcrafted. And I did feel like Cult of the Lamb is one that I didn't find it like distracting or like offensively bad. But as I was playing, I was like, I don't know. I think I would have almost wished they were just dungeons that they made and laid mm-hmm. out and, and had like a level designer not to say there's not proced- level design and procedural generation, of course, but you know what I mean. Just actually right. placed rooms in a very deliberate way. I feel like, at least in my opinion, when it comes to procedurally generated material in your game, I feel like it's best utilized in anything but level design. Like if uh, I think, for instance, like Borderlands had kind of an interesting weapon system. And I'm pretty sure for the most part, it was like procedurally generated. There was always a chance of like getting a certain tier rarity of weapon and the stats for said weapon and what kind of weapon it is might just be random. Um, And I think that's kind of a neat thing because it it really works its way into the game mechanics because you're constantly reevaluating your loadout and uh, you might just come across something that really benefits you in a moment where you really need it. Mm-hmm. And the reason I feel like procedurally generated material doesn't work for level design is it genuinely can just go on forever. And if you're not right. trying to generate an infinite yet realistic uh, type of world, say Minecraft, which I think is acceptable. Um, and instead you're trying to do something like dungeons or, Something that appears to be man-made, but you're really just cutting corners. It doesn't take very long Presumably, for it to, like right. It doesn't take very long for it to really feel like you're trying to cut corners. In Cult of the Lamb's case, there actually is a after you beat the dungeons, there is like an endless mode, and that makes mm-hmm. sense to me. Like you're saying, procedurally generated. I totally agree with that. I I usually feel a little like iffy about it. I I never see procedurally generated anything as like a selling point in a game. Like, Oh, I gotta get that. It's got the, it's got the AI shit in it. Um, (laughs) did you have anything else you want to say about fallout before we move on? I think the best mod for it is that there, you can have a companion and you can have dog meat at the same time and they, they will follow you together. It's wonderful. So it's, it's me and my girlfriend and our dog. And sometimes, well, people they, they just kind of run in front of each other and they accidentally hurt each other. So sometimes we all just fight each other too. I so, love I love my stupid girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes dog meat tries to fight me too because I accidentally shot him and he's like, hey, why'd you do that? And I'm like, it's okay. You can't die. I do, uh, I do think it's a missed opportunity to not just have two dogs as your companions, but it's your game, you know? Well, if there was an option, that would be... I think a very popular one. You're running mods. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know if there's a second dog meat mod. I have something special planned for us today. So, I'm in a bit of a gaming rut. Uh so I don't have like a game to bring to the table, but what I was thinking was to let everyone know what our plans are. We have this episode we're recording right now. 
And then we have one more we're going to do this year, which is our, of course, our game of the year episode with the scoundrel Bill Highland. <laughs> uh, and um, after that, we're going to take our, 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 our monthly solstice, our monthly sleep or monthly, our winter, our winter, long winter's nap. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Jeez, do you smell burnt toast? Winter hibernation. Just like, just like yep. bears. Uh, and just like bears. what else hibernates? Small, uh, a, a bears. Shit. Small mammals. Okay. Yeah, I'm okay. She heard me making a ruckus. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I was thinking it could be fun right now and I don't want to put, not putting you on the spot. This is no pressure. Mm-hmm. I was thinking we could talk through some episodes we might want to do next year. Oh, snap. Because the gaming awards just happened. As we know, of course we had our, it's our Super Bowl, folks, because we're real perverts. (laughs) We had our big party. You, of course, wore an elegant ball gown. I was nude. We had hors d'oeuvres. We had, uh, 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 there's dancing. There was fighting. the, the, The fighting pits, of course, in the castle we opened up for the party. And, uh, I was thinking we could start with looking at like potential new releases coming out next year that we might want to play. How's that sound? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I already know the first one, the first one that pops the mind pops into mind. And it, it, honestly, it's wonderful because it's not even that far into the year. Great year, 2023. In March, we have Resident Evil 4 remake. You know that's on the list, friend. Of course, Resident yeah. Evil remake. That's an easy one. I think you and I will both. I mean, we're gonna oh, play for that. sure. I, I I think that is a game I'm gonna pick up on release day and have finished by at least the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I also very recently, re, uh, I very recently replayed Resident Evil Four just for fun, just for funsies, because like sure. it's Resident Evil Four. I'm As probably gonna to play do. it again many times and. Uh, uh, why not? Why not again? So um, I, I I haven't played any Resident Evil games since. It's been a minute. I'm, I'm ready for more. It's been a literal minute for you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you were playing Actually, it right oh, hold on. I mean, 58 seconds. <laughs> not quite a minute. Uh, I, similarly, the Silent Hills 2 remake, which might not be one I want to get day one. But in our episode, I did say... I think they should remake this game and the monkey's paw curled. So yeah. I do feel like I need to play Silent Hills 2. Or is it just Silent Hill 2 or is it Silent Hills? It's si- Silent Hill. Uh, See, the, I don't know uh, anything. Kojima, Kojima was the one behind the Silent Hills, plural. And um, I, I, I am still uh, devastated emotionally and honestly physically. Like I feel physical pain that Konami canceled silent Hills because I really wanted to see Kojima make a, a a bona fide horror game. And, uh, that would have been, I think a very beautiful, uh, experience, but, um, no, originally just silent Hill, uh, singular. And, uh, I'm, cautiously optimistic about the remake and i think my stance there is mostly because i i love the original game so much that i'm very hopeful that this remake is incredibly faithful and i was i think it was a blooper team that is behind the development of it right i think so but i'm not positive i i just i i feel like that was that is information that we have been given i just don't exactly remember it so let me stall i think you might be right let me just stall here so people at home listening you know there's nothing to worry about we are factual and accurate in our reporting everyone's panicking and and you don't have to worry about a single thing because we know what's going on we have our stuff together you just have to it is it is by bloober team i was right (laughs) uh well, speaking of Hideo Kojima and Norman Reedus, Death Stranding 2 was announced, which yeah. I'm sure I'm sure I have that on my list as a game I'm sure you'll play, assuming it's coming to PS4. I don't know. Or PC. Oh yeah, there you go. Um and I'm excited to hear your thoughts on it cuz Death Stranding is a game I am extremely happy exists. I still maintain me. that you should play it cuz it would be fun and I think it is fun and it is a good game. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, another one I think uh, we will for sure play is Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, which is Breath of the yes. Wild 2. Yes. Uh, that comes out in March. Spring oh. is stacked. I think we're, oh. I think it might be like, yeah. I think it. the COVID delays, I think, are finally like, we're in the post-COVID delays rush. 
everybody decided like, okay, we just got to get it out as soon as we can in 2023. Yes. Um, which honestly, like, okay, yeah, let's do it. Uh, Resident Evil 4 and Breath of the Wild, let's go. A game I think I am going to... I'm going to insist we play. It was also announced at the Game Awards is Hades 2. Because you have oh, not played yes. Hades 1. I have not played Hades 1 yet, but I did see that Hades 2 was announced. And I was like, oh, that's cool. So I should play Hades 1 and definitely If I may, you're 2. fucking up by not playing Hades 1. It's so good. I, I'm sure. I, I'm 100% sure. And it's I have it on Game Pass. I should just play it. But Oh, yeah. You definitely you seriously should. It's so Fallout good. You're going to love it. is currently installed and on my mind. <laughs> <laughs> we just were talking about procedural generation hades is is the gold standard of like it just does everything perfectly including mm-hmm. procedural generation it All does right. it in a way where you're like okay i buy this and it, and and it may be it, it's 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 simple but it's effective there's a narrative reason for it yeah. in the world the dungeons are changing around zagreus and uh i i can't wait for hades too and i hope zagreus shows up i think he will they've kind of been hinting at like the, the new protagonist looks awesome, but they've kind of been hinting at familiar faces as well as new. And I believe it's confirmed the protagonist is Zagreus's sister. So okay. I would love to see that sibling dynamic. Uh, yeah. Because Zagreus is just a great lad. There's there's a couple more for the Game Awards. But before we get into those, Marvel's Spider-Man 2 was also supposed to come out next year. Okay. And I didn't realize that. That kind of snuck up on me. I mean, it did not really because it's December of 2022. <laughs> but I didn't realize. I just have been assuming... I've been operating under the assumption that Spider-Man 2 is very far away and it's not really the case anymore. Isn't it fun uh, so how it sneaks up I'm on easily you? picking up. Yeah. Uh, a time. Um, okay. So then also announced at the Game Awards is a new Armored Core game. Okay. I've never played an Armored Core. Uh, I've seen a lot of people who are old school Armored Core fans. They're very excited and I'm happy for them and I'm excited to join them on the front lines. But I am from Soft Pilled. So yes. anything FromSoft makes, I'm excited about. And they've confirmed it's not going to have like the traditional Dark Souls combat, but still an emphasis on boss battles. So I'm just like curious to see what else they do, you know? Yeah. And, and honestly, if you love Mecha, that's that will be right up your alley as well. So you can get uh, get your Mecha fix. You can also get your FromSoftware and fix all in one like go. Mecha? Honestly, I, I, I truly don't know. For real. Even if someone's like, I wouldn't say I did. But like you show someone Pacific Rim, you know, yeah, it owns. It's objectively great. And I think that everybody should definitely publicly announce how much they love it. Anyway, sound um, off in the comments. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag I love Mecca. (laughs) Uh, Two more new releases. And and I should say, I don't know if we'll get to all these because we're talking a lot of money here and, and we don't make any money on this show, which is also number six on my list of things we'll do next year. Uh, become extremely wealthy. (laughs) Uh, 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 I, this is one I'm definitely going to get if I I would not say it's one we, whereas Hades two, like I said, I'm going to insist we both play, uh, this one, I I would not make you play if you don't want to, but I'm extremely curious about suicide squad kills the justice league. Uh, partially because, uh, it's made by Rocksteady, And after playing Gotham Knights, I can't wait for Rocksteady to get to make a DC game again. Uh, they've also confirmed it's in the Arkham universe and they revealed Kevin Conroy is in it as Batman. So it's Kevin Conroy's swan song. Yeah. It's incredible. I legit got goosebumps in the trailer, like hearing his voice. Yeah. And, um, I've heard a reporting somewhere that it was like, they probably weren't going to reveal he was in it and let it be a surprise. But since he passed, they're like, no, let's use this as a moment to tribute to him. And I'm like, yeah, I, I would do the same. Gosh. But it's interesting because I think it's the Arkham universe. So this is a sequel to Arkham Knight in a lot of ways, because the okay. Arkham games left off with the world thinking Batman was dead. I do think that uh, like just from the name Suicide Squad versus uh, Justice League kills the Justice League. Kills Not the Justice versus, League. Kills. Not versus. OK, yeah, I. Um, I was so focused on the whole Kevin Conroy thing. I, I totally blanked on the title for just a moment, but no, the title itself kind of like, this feels like it, it kind of sounds to me like it is a game that, uh, like it's not like you're, you're what I'd expect from a DC game, you know, like it, it kind of feels like a, like a, like a comic that's like off to the side of what if that, right. You know, it's just for fun, you know? And uh, to see that be made into a video game, that sounds really cool. Yeah. And it's a it's a third person shooter with drop in and out co-op. So. OK, I, you know, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I, uh, I, I'm curious, I, though. I, I kind of I I I I see what you're going with that. Yeah. Right. And then some co-op. 
And then lastly, for new releases, the Jedi Survivor game. Oh, that's true. In our episode, we we all you, me, and Matt Slanderker all said that Fallen Order had its faults, but we would all play a sequel. And here it is. And I think Matt Slanderker's work is not done on surprise mechanics. <laughs> it is funny because one of my complaints with the original was that felt like a game that should have had a lot of really fun cosmetics. And instead they just had a bunch of different poncho colors. <laughs> and I saw the pre-order bonuses for uh, Jedi survivor are Luke's yellow coat outfit from the end of star Wars and Han Solo's outfit. Um, and, and I just think that's very funny that they are immediately doing that. And it almost makes me wonder if like, they weren't allowed to do it in the first one because like Lucasfilm wanted to make sure it was going to be good or something (laughs) where it's like, you're not sacred enough to dress up like an action figure. (laughs) He wears a poncho. (laughs) Uh, But obviously I want to wear a slave Leia outfit as Cal Kestis. (laughs) (laughs) You and me both. Um, So I I have a feeling that it was mostly like a a thing that could have been like a late edition because like it feels like it, it it's so um minimal in the game that it you know it doesn't really impact anything and they're like we need to find like another thing that we can make as a collectible and then okay yeah we can just do this um it, based off of what she said here though it kind of sounds like a jedi survivor will have uh like actual fully like dress up collectibles you know you can just change your outfit entirely and that'd be dope i'd love to customize my jedi yep my second category here is like i have three games for like ones we missed like these are already out we haven't played them yet but i think we should next year first is uh, sonic frontiers obviously oh yeah i mean peek behind the curtain we already have plans for so that's a layup i just gave that so we can pat ourselves on the back uh we are gonna do sonic frontiers of course uh who do you think who do you think you're talking to here a Sonic fan. Other one is Pentiment. Uh, I think we got to play Pentiment next year. Yes, I, I'm I'm interested in that. Uh, and then the last one I have is Callisto Protocol because it <laughs> looks like the exact kind of hot mess I think we should both sink our teeth into. I've heard that game is garbage, and I, I've heard so many things, but uh, I haven't heard anything north of mediocre. <laughs> so <laughs> I I'm so curious. It's just not one that uh, uh, I wanted to pay full price for, but I think. I think we can get a sale next year. I think that's one we can manifest a sale on if we believe enough. Uh, perhaps even a spooky mechanic game. or uh, Yeah, spooky mechanics. Sp- spooky mechanics. Spooky mechanics. Yeah, yeah, I mean, think about it. On a holiday sale, it, it might just go for a decent price, especially if it's bombing hard. Right. Okay, so then for the miscellaneous category, I think it could be fun if we revisit Cyberpunk 2077. I say revisit. I tried messing with it, kind of bounced off. I actually was... Uh, uh, going to bring up the cyberpunk edge runners anime mm-hmm. and uh I, I recently watched it and it's me as well phenomenal it, it, it's so, so good. good and uh i enjoyed the characters i enjoyed the anim- uh the, the setting the animation just everything about that show was was just f- uh, wonderful i i cried i laughed um i got angry and i threw my computer out of the window and uh it, it's great and the entire time I had this feeling that I should give cyberpunk a chance and, and play it. And especially now it has improved significantly yes. since its launch, which is uh, crucial, I think, because um, I am grateful that I did not purchase it on launch um, since I wouldn't be able to play it properly until all of these fixes and, and patches have come down, which now that they have, I think it's probably the perfect time to pick it up and play it. And cyberpunk edge runners just kind of gave me the, the push like, okay, I definitely do want to play this game. And I think it's done that for a lot of people. It it's, oh, I definitely, it's such a cool show. And I think the thing about it that I love the most is while it's a tie in to this video game world, it is, uh, just great on its own. It is a fantastic yeah. piece of media on its own. So if you haven't seen Cyberpunk Edge Runners, this is your sign to to go watch it because it's it's a great time. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, I think I don't know how recently you watched it. I know for me, I'm like extremely late to the party on it. People have been saying it's so good for months, and it's been one I've known I should watch. Then I finally did, and I was like, yeah, everyone was right. It's really really great. Something else I was thinking about that I I like that this show does for for me specifically is I, it, I feel like I like 
I have some gaps in my gaming knowledge, quote unquote, namely like, I guess you could say like games that are part of the canon. Mm -hmm. I haven't played. I want to play XCOM 2 next year. Never played XCOM 2. Uh, so I want to do that. And I, I bought XCOM one. No. Do I have to? <laughs> I, I don't know. I've never played. I've played, I've played Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. I guess that's close enough. It's probably part of the greater lore. Um, yeah, I'm just going to assume XCOM is short for Mario plus Rabbids and then two is the sequel. So it's it's Mario plus Rabbids 2. Same franchise, same characters. So then moving on from games to like movies and TV shows. The first two I think we'll definitely cover. And that is The Last of Us show comes out next month. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty curious about that. Uh, it looks pretty good uh evil dead rise comes out in the spring oh hell yeah right uh and then this one might be a little bit of a harder sell for you but guardians of the galaxy volume 3 comes out oh yeah and that's going to be the last james gunn movie in the mcu and i know that's like a title we are both interested in yeah i honestly i'm kind of surprised that three has taken as long as it has um well he got he got fired for a minute <laughs> he got fired we had covid there's just been so many things going on um right and uh I, I i i'm i'm probably more interested in going back to it now than i would have been back then sure and uh i i guess so i guess at least for me it's a good thing that it's taken so long to get here <laughs> right well and so i was thinking that could be a good opportunity for us to revisit the mcu because we did an episode on the mcu but because of the nature of the mcu is like always being added to we could pop our heads back in and talk about how we care about it even less now mcu maybe. too yeah so uh we'll see you know that's a, that's a tentative one that i thought might be something we could do the last note i have and i don't have any concrete things planned for this yet but our flag means death season two is that happening next year i i have no clue i know they're making a season two i just really hope it comes out next year i think we should do an episode on that because we both have said we liked it like see we watched season one late so like yeah doing like an episode right as season two finishes that'd probably be a good idea yeah that'd be dope so there we go that's a good one good idea um i next year we're gonna do an episode on a comic book i haven't decided what yet but I will make sure it's one that you can get easily ac- you can get easy access to. And I also won't make you read like 300 issues of a book or something like that. <laughs> like it'll well, be something. Can, can, can it be beef bros behind bars? Cause I, I have that right here and I actually, oh. I, I still need to read it. Oh, that might be a good one. That's a yeah, but I don't know. I just, I like comics enough and I, I can't believe we haven't done one on a comic yet. It's also been a long time since I've read like, a comic so i yeah. think um I, i'd be i would be down for that surprise mechanic season three that's like what i i got cooking on that nice we got a little preview and uh so you know we may or may you know? not do any or all of those i like i said there's only called, next year's pretty stacked like we haven't even there's so many more games coming out next year it's like overwhelming oh, and yeah. there's no way yeah. we'd get to them all because this is not our full-time job yes now if it was still probably wouldn't be to be honest like, yeah like I mean, there's so many dead. things there's just so much it's so dense i can't help but be curious about sons of the forest in in february i think yeah i'm not curious enough to jump in blind like i want to watch gameplay i want to see mm-hmm. what people say basically i just want to hear if the combat's better I, I think i'm at a place where i would probably watch a playthrough and be content because like i i again like, i didn't even finish it and you did so um, I, I even feel less confident in that being a good purchase for myself. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen anything about the Mario Kart DLC? Is there a new DLC coming or is it about DLC that has come out, but it's relatively new? Both. So basically they made another Mario Kart game. The catch is it is. It, you can buy the pack of DLC now for $25, and by the end of next year, it's 48 new tracks, which, again, that's a new game. It's huge. I think about half of it is out already. I got it. It's so fun. And it's a lot of, it's a lot of old tracks from old, like, like tracks from old games being brought in. Coconut Mall is back, baby. Uh, and then there's also, there's a couple new ones, which is cool. And then there's a lot from the the mobile game, which is Actually, 
a great idea because those are also basically new tracks. <laughs> you yeah. know, like I think a lot of people. Um, but apparently in the newest update, I haven't downloaded or I, I haven't played the newest round of tracks, but they also made it so like Smash Brothers, you can customize items and like, oh, you could. Like it, you could turn off things or more importantly, do only blue shells, <laughs> you know, you can make it or just only bullet bills. I've seen so many videos. It's so funny of people just like breaking the game. There's videos of, of the, the connection timing out. Cause no one wants to be in first. So people are literally just driving and then backing up and <laughs> it's incredible. Um, could you, could you imagine playing Mario Kart without the items though? Like it's fucking Gran Turismo. Like it would just be like not great i think it would be fun like I, I i definitely say that and it's coming from a person who sometimes will play a round of mario kart with friends and i never even pick up any items during that entire race so right. like eh, eh, i'm not downing it like it, it could absolutely be very fun and i think it is um i just also think it's very funny to play it without items because it feels so ingrained in the mario kart experience that right you know like you're in first place you're gonna be terrified of the blue shell you know and um it's just i think part of the brand that uh mario kart is this chaotic mess and i love it right i mean my kind of uh uh i don't want to say hot take but people think i'm a lunatic for this is hot take i don't even love and speak speaking specifically about smash ultimate the current one i don't even love doing no items on that I think items are fun. If you, I do think you got to do custom items is the key and you have to turn them to low, but sorry folks, it's funny to see Donkey Kong use a gun or <laughs> Isabella use a bat. Like, why would I not want to do that? It's so funny. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. Um, it is, it, it is a game of skill without them of course. and, uh, people can compete and have fun in that space. And I love that. I also love summoning a random ass Pokemon to do the dirty work for me. Right. Yes. I want Sora to be a Pokemon master. Yes, yes, yes. And go off into the corner and just start taunting because mm -hmm. well, Charizard is going to burn you to a crisp. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I also think I like time. Oh, I like in Smash Ultimate, you can do this thing where you do stock with time which I think is the way to go because if you are playing with a group of friends and you know, there are a couple friends that are way better than everyone. And it's that thing where everyone's out except for the two people that both have one life left and they're just dodge rolling back and forth. And you're sitting there going, this is great. I love this. Yeah. You can really separate the people who play smash religiously versus those who play it like only in social gatherings. And, yes. uh, and, and the people who play it only in social gatherings are the ones that, still play it the least in those social gatherings because of that moment <laughs> remember when rune had everyone over to play smash and didn't reveal that their brother plays somewhat competitively and just basically invited a bunch of people over to kick our asses <laughs> yep I, I i remember that um very much i, I also remember several several times that i i played smash with them and and they just they just whooped so my butt good. all yeah, the time yeah <laughs> but so i think the the smash ultimate does a good job of of walking that line because you can do stock with time where basically it's just like, okay, if the match goes longer than 15 minutes, we're pulling the cable. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of value in having a, a game like that. That's very arcade like, and you have a lot of options for customization. I think of things like perfect dark where you had a multiplayer mode that was incredibly customizable where you can choose weapon types and you can choose characters and bots and a bunch of different maps, a lot of customization. So in a multiplayer setting, that's the gold mine. And that keeps right. those like those games that are very simple at heart uh, worth coming back to time and time again. Well, on that note, shall we wrap it up? Yeah, it seems like 2022 is coming to a close. And mm -hmm. really, there's only one thing left for us to do this year. See Avatar The Way of Water only in theaters. Yep. It, it really determines whether or not we get to see Avatar 3. In what way? Well, I think I remember a thing about uh, if Avatar 2 doesn't do that well, then, like, why make Avatar 3? Well, it's going to do, um, well. so, do well. So, yeah, it, it's kind of kind of obvious. I mean, it's, James Cameron's making a sequel. Man's about a, to go off. It's a big James Cameron <laughs> sequel. And, yeah. I watched the first Avatar over the weekend. Haven't seen it in probably 
we talked about this. Yes. We, yes. It's been over a decade. Avatar rules. You, you, did you enjoy it on your rewatch, your recent rewatch? I had so much fun. There's so much about it I forgot. And uh, I, I am... It, it's going up there with me with Spider-Man 3, where I hate myself forever allowing anyone to let me think it's bad you know i think it's kind of magical that roman finally ob- obtained the unobtainium yeah i'm regressing rapidly <laughs> <laughs> like all these movies i liked when i was like <laughs> stupid and young and now i'm stupid and old and well, going, we've done no, spooky mechanics i think now it's time for spooky me- uh, for uh, we've done <laughs> reset bit we've done spooky <laughs> mechanics but now i think it's it's high time that we started surprise mechanics goblin mode that's right. I'm going goblin mode in, in the theater. I'm going to paint my face blue. I'm going to put stripes on my belly. I'm getting a big braid. You haven't even talked once about my dreadlocks. <laughs> I was just uh, kind of, I, I was too surprised to bring it up. <laughs> um, I also, side, side note, uh, real quick side note. I just want to throw a little bit of shade on my friend Ben. Uh, when we went to the Ren Fair in Michigan uh, with a bunch of friends, Ben was joking about putting on a whole bunch of green makeup to be a goblin because uh, oh, yeah. he didn't really have an outfit for the Renaissance Fair. And uh, like very wisely uh, so decided not to do it because it was it would have been a miserable experience. But I also just kind of wish I could see that goblin mode Ben at the Renaissance Fair. I'm going to go to the Ren Fair next year dressed as a Navi. Hell yeah. That's going to be take my your thing. hair and try to interface it with things. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. Next time, next time we talk, folks, I will have seen Avatar The Way of Water. You know, everyone who says it's like Pocahontas with blue people. Hey, what was the part <laughs> in Pocahontas where, uh, 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 what was it? John Smith put his consciousness into a big blue, beautiful body. Hey, what's the part where John Smith rode a dragon? Hey, what's the part where John Smith's. Uh, had to flee from his his military outpost, so he went to the magical flying mountain.